Hi guys, it's me Judy, back on the old and the new today. We are starting to explore a different area, which is the classical period, i.e. the period of the Greeks and Romans. To start this off, I will be taking an angle of what was it like to be a woman in this period, and today we'll talk about what was it like to be a woman in the ancient Athenian society. So why are we starting from Greece? Well, it might be more common knowledge that the Greeks came before the Romans, inhabiting the Mediterraneans. But another reason to follow this chronological order is that the Greeks massively influenced the Romans. This is reflected directly in the famous Roman Aeneid, which describes the Roman ancestors who were fearful of the cleverness of the Greeks. It is also reflected indirectly by Roman art and literature, which naturally took on Greek aesthetics and looked up to that standard. So it simply makes more sense to follow that chronology to understand things more smoothly. And so why was Athens representative of Greece? Well, since the 6th century BC, Athens and a few other city-states of Greece rose to dominance. They had great naval forces and became great centres of commerce. This power and richness allowed Athens to colonise its neighbouring states to be able to establish an empire called the Delian League and collect masses of money for itself. Thus, the arts prospered, and many famous men were born of this place. For example, the sculptor Phidias that designed the famous Parthenon Temple on the Athenian Acropolis, and playwrights such as Sophocles, Aristophanes and Euripides whose play Medea you might have heard of, and philosophers such as the great Socrates, Plato and Aristotle, not unfamiliar to us today. So consequently, we have the most records of what happens in Athens. And we like to think that this might also be somewhat similar to what happens in similar states with similar societal structures around them. So, to get an idea of the standards set for women in ancient Athens, we can have a look at their mythology first. Ancient Athenian society was a patriarchal one, so although democracy was in place, men were in charge of it, and their culture was so intertwined with religion, we know that religious stories were important to them, and these were created by men, like the aforementioned celebrated authors. So, we'll be glad to know that female divinities existed equally, and they also have the powers exceeding that of normal mortal men. This is logical, since some figures are traditionally female-associated, such as fertility, and, I mean, of people or crops. But this also shows the limit of the female status. They exist amongst men, as the same species. But the question is, were they regarded as equally capable of intellect and authority? In ancient Greek literature, goddesses were often portrayed negatively. They often were jealous of or troublesome to some mortal. This seems the typical mistake of a goddess who hasn't sworn chastity, just like how being amorous or short of temper seems to be the common vice of gods. Greek gods were created in the image of the Greeks themselves. Therefore, 
we might be able to draw some key characteristics of the ancient Athenian women. Unless they were chaste, they were easily corrupted. The men thought them to be of an inferior nature. This was reflected in the Athenian society. Indeed, Sophocles famously said that silence is a woman's glory, and Aristotle claimed women to be naturally without authority, just like how children are without their strengths, yet all slaves without their agency. We get the impression from various literatures that describe the ancient Athenian household life that women were supposed to stay at home, rear illegitimate children, and maintain the household. They did not legally have the right to own property or inherit from their father or husband. For the women who lived lives working in shops, or in prostitution in fact, because there's prostitution everywhere, there were less records about them, and it's hard to know what standards were expected of them and what sort of lives they led. So, overall, we get the impression that ancient Athenian women were undermined, and they had monotonous standards for them, therefore. However, Athenian and otherwise, a few women do manage to stand out and become exceptional in fields typically occupied by men. Examples of this would be the poet Sappho from Lesbos, which is the little island near Athens. From her, the name lesbian today is derived, for she was famous for writing love poetries, whom I think were addressed to what we think were addressed to women. And the philosopher Areti of Cyrene, or the Athenian leader Aspasia, and so on. So I hope that was comprehensive, but that's the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you next time.